This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 330 million acres of farmland. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A new farm income forecast from USDA's Economic Research Service shows an anticipated increase in net farm income of about 43% this year. If realized, it would hit $119.6 billion, the highest inflation-adjusted figure since 2013. Net cash farm income, a measure that is considered the best way to gauge producer cash flow, is expected to jump 22.6% to $134.1 billion, the highest since 2014. Carrie Litkowski is an economist with ERS. She says this forecast was able to have a better idea of what the second round of the coronavirus food assistance program would look like. In the September release, we forecast DFAT payments at $16 billion. That was the total amount that was expected or was authorized to be paid out. With this release, CFAP 2 was announced, and we saw that the CFAP, the payments under the first program, CFAP 1, were less than $16 million. We looked at what has been paid out so far in CFAP 1 and uh, forecast that about $11 billion is going to be paid out under CFAP 1 in 2020, and then we're forecasting out $13.3 billion in CFAP 2. Overall, direct payments from the government are expected to hit $46.5 billion this year, a 107% increase over last year. But Litkowski says even as government payments increase, it's important to put that in perspective. When looking at direct government payments as a share of net income, it may overstate their importance as a source of income to farmers. Government payments as a share of gross income, that is before subtracting out expenses, is forecast to be 11% in 2020. That's compared to about 44% of net farm income. There's more on the income forecast in our story on agripulse.com. The continuation of the coronavirus pandemic is hurting the exports of a major U.S. ag product. Agripulse's Ben Nully has more. Global ethanol exports are lagging alongside domestic consumption this year as the coronavirus pandemic keeps people off the roads. Growth Energy's Craig Willis says exports are expected to be down 10% this year. Which is probably actually a little better than we thought we'd be. You know, a lot of people are saying gasoline demand in the U.S. is going to be down 12 13% for the year. So while we've lost some big markets like Brazil, we've picked up some industrial type markets or hand sanitizer um, related markets, whether it was Mexico, South Korea, or, or India. So that's offset some of the, the lack of people driving around the globe. Willis says the largest market for the U.S. this year is Canada. Traditionally, Brazil has been our largest export market. I mean, at times they can be up into the upper 20% range of, of our total exports. But with lack of driving and we also have some trade barriers that, that we have concerns with in Brazil, that slowed us down in that country. Brazil's tariff rate quota on a certain amount of ethanol gallons that can go into the country before being taxed at 20% expired at the end of August. Willis says the two countries have until December 14th to come up with a solution. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, a cultured meat product has received market approval for the first time. Authorities in Singapore have given regulatory authorization to a cultured chicken product sold by Eat Just. The company says a small-scale commercial launch in Singapore is forthcoming, along with a new branding campaign for the product. It marks the first time a cultured or cell-based meat product has been approved for sale anywhere in the world. 
Eat Just CEO Josh Tetrick said he expects it to be the first of many in Singapore and around the globe. USDA and the FDA have jointly agreed to regulate the technology in the United States, but so far no products have received retail approval. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 330 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.